Hey everyone, welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Wilson. This is an awesome episode and we are glad you are listening. This week we talk about what age you should start homeschooling your kids at and answer some listener questions. It should be a lot of fun. Before we get started, I want to thank Teaching Textbooks for their sponsoring this week's podcast. So let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Well, hi everybody. Uh, it is amazing that we've been doing this for almost a year. Um, and uh, one of these days we're going to do a little more planning for this show. Uh, but uh, we are in kind of family gear uh, mode um, here right now. We're just three weeks away from Ike and Carolyn's wedding. Uh, the grass is looking pretty good. Uh, everything else is looking pretty good. But in the midst of all that uh, life, my family's here for a week, even a little more than that. And it's like total pandemonium. I don't know how many people there are. There are at least 24, 25 kids um, and, you know, some parents in there uh, and grandparents. And it's just chaotic. It's chaotic. Um, it's a lot of fun, and but it's it's all day, every day. And so we're just kind of running from one project to another, trying to do family at the same time. And we so we don't even have to worry about thinking about school because we haven't thought about it at all. Uh, so I hope you're in the same boat. Not the busy part, but maybe uh, not really doing too much school things. Ben, I should ask you, uh, uh, has it been a good week for you? I mean, with everybody here? Yeah, it's always one of the highlights of the summer. I mean, it's pretty crazy, but it's not as crazy because, I mean, the kids want to go all day every day, which we did too growing up. Uh, but, you know, I have to work all day, so it's only the evening usually. So we, I enjoy it. It's fun. Everyone's crazy. And Riss is like, I think you think everyone's so funny because you all have the same sense of humor since all of the uncles and cousins and stuff were all pretty similar. So it's, I think it's hilarious and super fun. But And so uh, she doesn't think we're funny? No, she thinks we're funny, but not as funny as we all think we're funny. So, uh, and uh, I don't know, we play Nukem, which is a game kind of like volleyball without the actual back and Why forth. Why don't you they explain that? Because, uh, you know, everybody who ever plays that, they think it's a wonderful game, but a lot of people haven't played it before. So, and that, and I'll let you explain it. But the cool thing I like about Nukem is that it involves everybody. Right. You know, uh, go ahead and explain it. No, I mean, we have like 10 people on each team, maybe more, maybe like 12 or 12 people on each side. And all you each have to side do of what? on each side of a volleyball net, just like in a volleyball court. And all you have to do is just choose a ball. We use just like a rubber or dodgeball. And you just throw it over. You can't move. And then someone on the other side has to catch it. If they drop it, then the person, clo- if they touch it and then drop it, they're out. If it lands on the sand and no one was able to catch it, uh, then the person who was closest is out. And that's basically it. You just go back and forth. And then if someone catches it one-handed, you, know, you get one of your teammates back in. So it can go a long time. But, I mean, kids who are four you know and six can play it if they can get the ball back over the net and it's just really easy and fun but it actually gets pretty intense and especially once you get down to a few players it's pretty fun and hilarious and so we all we i mean for some reason we just always play that and every night basically when they're all up at the lake and we have for probably the last like four or five years now at this point maybe longer so but the cool thing about it is is like if you've ever tried to play volleyball with people yeah, who don't really know just, how to play volleyball it's not even it's volleyball. maddening <laughs> it's not even fun because nobody can hit it, they hit it way out. But Nukem, you know, all you have to do is be able right. to catch and throw it. And it's a, and it doesn't matter how many people you can have, twenty people on each side um, to start with. You could have ten people, it doesn't matter. And it's just a good uh, family kind of thing. We used to even kind of play it out in our uh, area uh, when we had a, a volleyball net up, uh, just with a, four, a few people on each side, and it was always 
a lot of fun. But Jed is <laughs> Ben's youngest Jed brother. That's crazy. He's crazy. I mean, he's willing to die and <laughs> catch the ball. And he is good. I mean, he just, yeah, he can do it. He can miss. do it. But he is one intense little kid. And I have noticed that all our kids, uh, at least our youngest kids, are starting to run down. I mean, Jed kind of has this crazed look in his eye, like, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. Um, and, they're not uh, even as late as some of them because some of the families just stay up because they're all coming from out of town. We live right. close, but some of them stay up all night. It's crazy. So it is exhausting. Crazy. It is crazy. It's fun. Um, but I hope you're still having a, a good, uh, enjoying your summer. I know. Uh, I mean, someone told me where were we? Oh, last night uh, we went. Uh, I went with about seven kids and my parents and my aunt Penny, and we went to Ponderosa. Um, and, uh, my, everybody else kind of calls it Ponda Grossa, uh, <laughs> but, uh, my dad likes it. So we like went it. and, uh, you know, most of my kids had a $10 meal where they just ate macaroni and cheese and, and rolls. Uh, so, you know, it's not really, and jello and ice cream. Um, but, uh, the lady who was our, or the girl who was our server, uh, she was asking, you know, where we went to school and the kids told her homeschooled and, and then she said, oh, schools around here start on Monday. I mean, Monday is, it is July 30th. Yeah, it is not insane. even like August. And, and we're acting like this is the end of the summer. And we're like only two thirds of the way through. We still have a whole month of summer. And, you know, the, the, I, I told my mom who was there, I said, you know, if I didn't homeschool and I, my kids were in school, I would sue the state of Indiana and say, there is no way I'm putting my kids in this early. Um, so it just so if you can still resist the urge, you know, keep resisting, keep resisting. Um, uh, but I thought today um, we're going to take a, a question here in just a second. Um, but uh, after we take the question, I thought maybe we'd talk about, um, you know, how how young should we start homeschooling? Because I'm getting this, this sense, uh, as we've done this for a long time now, that people are starting earlier and earlier. And I just saw an article in the HSLDA magazine, which is the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. I just saw uh, the, the title of their magazine that came in the mail today was, How Early is Too Early? So we're gonna talk about that in just a minute. But uh, Ben, we got a question uh, that came from, uh, I don't know if we should share. Yeah, we'll no. just her, one of our mom. listeners. Yeah, one of our oh, listeners yeah. had a question for us. Mm. Uh, it's a little bit long here, but it's it's really good. Um, she said, "I just spent three exhausting days at university orientation for my oldest son, and I'm excited for his next endeavor, and sad to be left out. My 16 year old is is an anxious lump on a log, and I have no idea how I'm going to motivate him to work on anything come September, which is good because that means she doesn't sound like she's starting until September. But anyways, my 14 year old wants to try uh, the local high school because he wants more friends. My 11 year old and nine year old are awesome. No complaints there. I'm going to miss my eldest, even though he will be less than 30 minutes away because I need to give him his space. My heart hurts, and my 14-year-old wants to go to public school, and my 16-year-old is unenthusiastic when I have such fun plans for this year. My husband is encouraging the 14-year-old to go to high school, and I don't think he understands what I'm trying to accomplish. I don't even want to have this battle right now. It's summer vacation. I don't really want to talk school until after setting up one of the movie. Or I don't really want to talk want to talk school until after setting up the one moving into dorm room just before Labor Day. Thanks for letting me vent, and then look forward to everything. So. But thanks for your comment. We really appreciate it. But 
And you're always welcome to message those in if you ever have a question. Exactly. Ask a question anytime. I love questions. And I'll tell you what, you know, I am not like some uh, expert on everything, but that doesn't stop me from answering these, Um, you know. Um, And I'll tell you what, I just want to encourage this mom and I want to encourage all you moms um, who are listening because you're not alone. I mean, I just hear this all the time. Um, you know, this is mom, mom, and especially, you know, everything seems like it's good until it's not, you know, and then you, you, we run into these hard patches, um, when we least expect them and the bottom drops out. And like she said, three exhausting days, at university orientation, you know, and she's kind of in this poor me day. We always have these poor me days and that's okay. You know? Um, you know, I know people would say, well, you know, we're overcomers in Christ. And that is true. Um, but, uh, I, you can cry on our shoulder cause we understand. And I just want you to be real. So th- I love these kind of emails. Um, but let me just say, um, you know, I know this mom is, is a little, there's a couple things going on, you know, her, her bottom two kids, um, are doing great. That that's awesome. No complaints there. Um, but she has a 16 year old. Uh, who's kind of a bump on a log and, you know, and she wants to know, how do I motivate him, you know, come wherever, you know, here's my thoughts. I don't know if you can. There's something about when you get in those 15, 16 year old, um, and it happened to Ben where, you know, you like Jed, we were talking about Jed, how he's this high energy. There's something when you get in those teenage years, sometimes, especially with boys, their blood starts to thicken. And they just start to slow down, you know, and they're hard to get engaged and they're not excited about anything. And, uh, and, and that is common, common to, to homeschool parents. So I wouldn't worry about it. I would just plug away, do the things that you need to get done. Don't expect him or her, you know, to be super, super excited. Just but you do expect them to do what you've asked them to do. You know, they might be a little slower at it. You know, I know you're excited. And that's the thing. Some of us parents, I know you get giddy, like, oh, I just have this lesson plan and it's so exciting. We're going to discuss, you know, the the Prussians and how they uh, influence history. And you're excited. But, you know, for a kid who's 16 years old, it just, you know, all they care about is, you know, they have acne and they don't want to have acne or their hair isn't doing the cool thing or, uh, you know, they're thinking about something that, w- you know, we haven't thought about in years and years and decades because it's been a long time since we've been a teenager. So I would just keep loving your child. Don't worry about it um, and just keep plugging away. They're going to come out of that tunnel somewhere along the way. And, you know, I- I'm going to guess they're going to find the things they're excited about. And I would and I would l- work real hard on the relationship, as we've talked before, and you know, maybe set your expectations a little bit lower. And then, you know, if they find something that they like doing, I would let them go that direction. I would fan those kind of flames. Uh, yeah. Now, you're go, were you gonna say something, Ben? Go ahead. No, I mean, I think overall that's really good. I think the one thing that, you know, obviously you already have an older kid, so that's you've already experienced that, not necessarily in her situation. But that's I think true. a lot of people are always sh- surprised is like, oh, we're going along. The kids are younger. Kids are fine. And then they hit high school and it's like, oh, no, now they're pushing back. Now they want more friends. Now, like that's normal. And I think that's something that everyone needs to expect of like 
it's not just necessarily going to be them instantly like still going to be like oh yeah i never even think about leaving the house like obviously as you get older that is something you're going to start thinking and wanting more that doesn't mean though just give in because i think that you know you need to find more friends that aren't going to be there because otherwise you're going to get friends yeah sure they'll get friends but if friends is your only factor and qualifier then you know a lot of other stuff's going to come along with that probably um and then yeah i was totally agreeing thinking the same thing about just not being super uh into it at a certain age i mean i remember that and you just don't really care and i, I always feel even now i do it you know you're like i'll work on a presentation for like uh, I'm in a business group or whatever and you know like once every I've got one coming up actually and you do a 10 minute presentation and I'm always like oh man I'm just gonna nail this and you you get so excited everyone always gets so excited and it's not that people hate it but obviously they're never as excited about it as you are in your own head you know so just don't try get to discouraged. be a pastor yeah exactly I'm sure like there's probably some statistic that like if you give a speech the audience probably only hears like five or ten percent of it or even registers you know because I mean if you're lucky you know the big <laughs> points I mean just get the big points but don't get discouraged in that but well, on Ben's that already part moved, you've already gone into the next kid i was still on the last first kid oh sorry that's <laughs> okay it's okay but i was gonna say too i think sometimes we parents are thrown for a loop because you know, you know like we have i don't want to say an easy kid but we do have a maybe like your first child I, I again i don't know um but i think we forget that all our kids are different um, I've heard parents say, well, you know, I did the same thing for six of my kids and my last kid, you know, they just made a big deal about it and it, they're making it so hard and they're not responding. And, you know, and and that's because all our kids are different. You know, our kids are just different. Um, and we say we all know that. But when one of our kids acts different, we're kind of thrown for a loop. So, you know, maybe your first child was a breeze. Maybe they loved it all. And uh, and maybe the 16 year old is just going to be a little bit different. So I would just be patient and keep moving along. And now Ben's kind of already stepped into this next one, but she said her 14 year old wants to try the local high school because he wants more friends. Um, you know, uh, again, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago um, when I said, and I made a lot of my moms mad when I said, our kids aren't smart enough to know what's best for them. You know, that's the truth. Um, because one of the reasons we didn't, we do homeschool is because we didn't want our kids to have constant access to all those friends. Um, because we wanted the family unit to be where their friends are because, you know, the cool thing right now is that my kids are best friends with each other. Um, and you know, it is so cool when we're over at the, at the lake with my parents and they're all sitting there and Sam and McKenna are talking to Ben and Riz, they were talking to Ike and Carolyn who are, you know, and, uh, Josh and, uh, Catherine are there and, you know, they're just all interacting amongst them, each other. The thing that kind of throws this a wrench into this, because if you just like maybe had written that much, I would have said, hey, you know, tell your 14 year old right. off, you know, um, and I would were I wouldn't just ignore if he said, well, I don't feel like I have any friends. You know, maybe I would talk about yeah, it say, real quick on that. I mean, obviously, we are all good friends and our siblings and stuff, but. You know, I did want to friends and I did have friends outside of my siblings through high school and through high school. That is for sure a bigger, a bigger deal. You know, now that I'm grown, I don't talk to any single friend hardly from high school and I've met a whole bunch of new people, but my siblings and stuff were all even more close now, I would say, or very, but, and not uh, all kids are the same, right? Not no, all for kids sure. need all those, but friends. I'm just saying, I don't think it's, you have to just only be friends with your siblings. Uh, obviously like, I think it is, 
good or it can be to go find others. But I do know like my friends that I hung with out in high school that I probably like were not as like minded. It definitely like makes you, you know, I mean, it definitely affects you. And that's something that just is so, I mean, no matter how strong your kid is, it's going to happen. Just, I mean, it's just a fact. So, But I would talk to your child and say, hey, oh, so, so is it because you don't have a lot of friends? And he might just say, or she might just say, no, I just want one friend. And how about we, you know, invite these people? Or how about we do something with this? And then you talk and you try to give them opportunities to have those friends. But the thing that, uh, and you know, you said your heart hurts because your 14 year old wants to go to public school. Don't, I know this is hard. Try not to take it personal because it's not like they hate homeschooling. You know, I know my dad used to say, if your kids don't tell you they hate you, it's because they're not talking to you. And you know, Sometimes we take it really personal. In fact, I heard one of my kids say, and I won't tell you if it's a boy or a girl, but it sounds like a girl who said, I hate you all, you know, and it was kind of like one of those moments and it would be real easy to take that personal and think they hate us. They don't hate us. You know, when you're 14, 15, 16, you say things. I know parents who've like shut down relationships because their kids have said something. We as parents, we don't have that luxury. So don't take it personal, you know, just because they want to go to school or public school. For one, they don't know what's out there. They don't know the things you're trying to keep them from. And it's it's not a reflection on how you're doing. It sounds like you've done a great, great job. But here's the deal. Um, it says my husband is encouraging the 14 year old to go to high school. And I don't think he understands what I'm trying to accomplish. Um, and that is probably totally true. You know, I'm guessing that your husband probably had a good experience in high school because husbands who don't have a good experience in high school don't want their kids to go to high school. Um, and so maybe he had a good experience and it was easy and he was, you know, did really well and all that. But here's what you need to do. You want your husband on board. So I would talk to your husband and say, hey, you know, you say that you said you, you're encouraging a 14 year old to go to high school. Are you really, really doing that from the depths of your heart? Because you think that's. Because most husbands will go like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. You could be in basketball or you could do whatever. You know, it's not we're not thinking it through. Maybe you need to share your heart with your husband so you can get him on board with you. Um, because, again, your 14 year old is not smart enough to figure out what's good for him. So I would uh, I, I would do what's best for him. Go ahead, Ben. I feel like that's a hugely fundamental thing, too. If you're going to I mean, now, obviously, you've homeschooled for a long time now, but I mean, if you're thinking of homeschooling or if you have started homeschooling and have not like gotten on the same page, I feel like that should be like first thing you do. Because I mean, if you have two people pulling different directions or one person who's strong, the other one just kind of like undermining it or doesn't really care. I feel like that just makes the whole job way, way harder. So I just feel like that should be the first priority of making sure you're always on that same page in regards to that. Otherwise, you know, take the time to figure out why not? If so, obviously I haven't been in that situation, but I just feel like that's a pretty, you know, not just a well, situation, but in general, that could be really tough to do anything if you're both, you know, on something right. that major. Well, I think some husbands, you know, what they see is that you they see a child who's resisting, a mom who's frustrated, you know, who's having a, you know, it's hard. So they just say, mm -hmm. well, why don't you put him in school? I mean, I'll hear parents who will say, our husbands will say, well, my wife's so frazzled, you know, she doesn't give me any attention anymore and she has no joy when I come in. So why don't we just put him in school? 
Um, you know, and there's some parts to that, you know, because I where the smiling homes goes, right? We want our kids to smile. We want our wives to smile, um, our, the moms to smile. Um, but sometimes we need to say to, I think, to our husbands, this is really, really important to me because it's really, really important for these reasons, you know, and share your heart and and get them on board. And say, you know, I don't want you to say, you know, I don't want you to feed the flames because you're probably not even thinking about it. You're just saying it. You know, I want you to encourage him or encourage me in continuing to stay in the course. Um, so I know that's hard. Um, and I know I, I feel really sorry for you because you said, you know, I don't even want to battle this right now because it's summer vacation. <laughs> I don't want to talk about, well, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and I wish you didn't have to. And maybe you can kind of settle this. And then go back to summer vacation, um, but um, I'll, I'll let you. I'll just tell you that you're not alone. There are a lot of other moms who are kind of feeling the same way. Uh, so don't be discouraged. Don't give up. Don't give up. And keep talking to your husband. And keep talking to your kids. Okay. Hey Ben, how about a commercial, and then we'll switch into today's topic. Right, we're going to take a quick minute to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this week's show. Teaching Textbooks is one of the best math curriculums available, and our family has used it for many years, and we've loved it. Their new 3.0 version of the curriculum is better than ever, and you can access it from Windows, Macs, Chromebooks, and even smartphones. Every math problem is explained and demonstrated in an easy-to-understand way that's interactive and takes the stress and responsibility away from you. Teaching Textbooks stores your child's grades so you can easily ensure that they're learning, and you can check in on their progress. Teaching Textbooks makes math fun. You can visit their website, teachingtextbooks.com, and check out a free trial and view one of their sample lessons. You can also check them out at a local homeschooling convention. Thank you to Teaching Textbooks for all their support. Uh, well, let's talk about this next topic. You know, again, kind of started by this, how, how early is too early to start school? Um, because I know a lot of you moms are like, you're just starting earlier and earlier. I, I don't know what the pressure is, but there's tons and tons of pressure. Uh, on, here's, were you going to say something? There's an awesome comment right off the bat. Eva, okay. actually, I love her last name, Quigley, said, Quigley. I started at three, dot, 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 learn from me, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just like snickered earlier when I said that. Oh, I was like, that's awesome. My wife will say she started preschool at four. You know, um, I think I started at 13. I'm not really sure. Um, but I was like one of those late birthdays and, and just our own personal, you know, I think we started Ben, Ben, uh, a little bit later because we started his brother who was about a year and a half, two years younger. We started them at the same time. So they kind of, you know, uh, it, it was just a, a organic kind of, uh, way to start. I, in fact, one mom, I, it was a great comment. Um, she said, uh, she was talking about when to start like the school year. And I think it was a comment off somebody else's comment. And she said something she said, and it just sounded very, uh, uh, storybook as she said, I don't really worry about when to start school. I let the day choose me. <laughs> and it just sounded so right. Like, you know, she just like woke up and like today's the day. <laughs> um, but here's how this article starts. It says, um, seven-year-old Jacob closed his eyes in deep concentration. He then confidently recited to his mother the Latin vocabulary words he had memorized. Did I say he was seven-year-old? Yes. This would have been an unexceptional language lesson if it weren't for the fact... Unexceptional? It sounds freaky to me. Uh, if it weren't for the fact that it took place upside down while Jacob stood on his head. Jacob's mother, uh, Janet Steele, knew that her son learned best when he was, could move around and interact with the environment. 
sitting at a desk for too long, frustrated her high energy child. Um, and then it goes on. It says, Janet believed that if Jacob had been in a traditional classroom at that age, his creativity and love of learning would have been squashed. Homeschooling, as it turns out, was the right fit for him. Um, and then it says, like Jacob, many children under age nine learn more effectively in a flexible and non-regimented education environment. This truth, to which many homeschool parents can attest based on personal experience, is repeatedly being confirmed through academic research. I'm going to stop just for a second. You know why that is? It's because we don't need experts to tell us that our kids are starting too late or too early. You know, um, we know through experience because experience is truth. You know, and I don't know why moms, um, and I, I just want to say I am not a researcher. You know, but I have experienced this. I've seen lots and lots of kids, lots of parents. I listen and our experience says that, um, as Ruth Beachick used to say, better late than early, you know, that it's better to even wait. Now, let me read just a little bit more. It says, you know, even though research says this, it says, yet legislators across the country are trying to require all children to begin their formal education at younger and younger ages. Since uh, January 2019, that's not very long. Legislators in Maine have talked about lowering the compulsory attendance age to six. In Pennsylvania, lawmakers have introduced legislation lowering the compulsory age from eight to six. And as this article goes to print, a New Jersey bill would lower the compulsory age even further to the age of five. In fact, uh, later on, they say that uh, there are nine states that, which require children to begin at age school at the and age actually, of five. Actually, Mia just posted this earlier. She said, just PA just changed the law that we have to start reporting at age six starting next year. Such a shame. So it Move looks away. like PA did actually Move do it. Indiana. Um, it says, advocates for these measures cite a desire to curtail, ad well, whatever. It says, but a 2018 Harvard, that's Harvard, they're smart, Research study, um, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder in the month of school enrollment suggests that earlier education does not benefit children academically. Instead, early education to, uh, research has found that the opportunity to play and learn at their own pace is what best helps children thrive. You know, again, research may say it, but our experience and what we feel in our bones tells us the truth as well. You know, it's told us before that. In fact, I hear moms all the time come up to me and to my wife and they'll say, you know, I'm just so burnt out in homeschooling. We've worked so hard. We're doing, you know, six or seven hours of day and day in, day out. And, you know, my kids is hating it and my wife or I will go, so tell me how old is your child and they'll say three you know? and we're like you should be arrested ma'am no we don't say that um but you know we've all this pressure to start us now ben you know the answer and i hope i don't this will put you on the spot why would legislature want children to start earlier and early do you think well, I mean, if it's from a home, probably, I mean, most of these aren't going from a homeschool standpoint. No, 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 They're no. usually it's doing not from school. So one, it gets the kids out of the house earlier, mandatorily, uh, which I think is one. Two, I mean, they get to control and brainwash them from an earlier age. So, I mean, not that that's the only purpose. Well, that's purpose, a good reason. I, I think that's a big that, purpose right. is it just gives them a younger, younger age. Um, 
I mean, I think those are probably the two biggest, honestly. Well, I don't I, 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 I only really thought about your first one. Right. You know, I was thinking, but your second one is just maybe even better. But your Not first one is true. Start controlling that earlier. Brainwash. I mean, That's just in general, true. the government always tends to want more and more control over everyone's lives. And I mean, I mean, you think about it, school is probably the biggest control they have over everyone. You know, everyone always talks about, and I'm not like trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but everyone talks about like, oh, they're implementing these laws and whatever, but like they're training you from the age of six or younger if you go to, you know, whatever. That's pretty much a pretty big piece of, you know, of, of them getting to determine what they teach you. So I just. But, but yeah. really, you know, that, that first one really is probably the, the motivator. Money. I mean, said. parents want. Yeah, the, the schools get money. But parents want their kids. They want babysitting. Yep. You know, and so if they can go earlier and earlier. I mean, I heard just again recently, uh, maybe on the radio within, you know, in the last day or so, how they have a you know, early school program, you know, where you can drop your kids off at six o'clock in the morning, you know, on your way to work. And then you can pick them up late, you know, and they'll give them a breakfast and, you know, give them a little bit of activity um, because that's what it's all about. Charlie Brown, you know, they just want you, they, they, parents want somewhere to put their kids in. So they, if they can do it earlier, it's a lot less uh, expense for them. But somehow we've been guilted into thinking that we have to start early. Um, in fact, I heard an article. I wish I, I wish I could remember who it was, but I heard him on the radio. It was NPR, National Public Radio, secular radio. It was like on a Saturday morning. I was driving up, um, to Goshen, which is like the town north of us. Um, it was a couple years ago, and I was listening to this childhood elementary education person talking. And as I was listening to her, I thought, oh, she's probably some liberal, you know, uh, lady who thinks, you know, that, that kids should be taken away from their parents at, you know, three months old and hooked up to some kind of electrodes and controlled by the government, you know. Uh, some of the, but she was just talking about preschool. And she was talking about how, um, you know, how they were, you know, how parents just let their kids play and that how preschools then they have them sit down and they do organized activities and they're learning their letters and they're learning these things. And I thought she was going to say, so my conclusion is our kids just need to get in earlier and earlier in an academic setting. I was blown away when she said her conclusion was our kids just need to play. She said preschool is limiting them by doing academics. She was even saying, you know, uh, Ben, I know you've done this. You know, you know how you we took a piece of paper and we drew, traced your hand around Thanksgiving and then you colored in as a turkey. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and she was even saying, even when we do that, we, which we think is learning, she says, it's really better just to give your kids some crayons and paper mm -hmm. and let them just draw whatever they want. Because what we're teaching them right off the bat is how to stay within the lines and how to follow our directions. And that's not what creativity. And she even cited, and I, I think it's accurate because I've looked it up, that in Sweden, um, they have the, I think it's Sweden, Sweden or Norway, one of those blonde people ones where they <laughs> hang around reindeer um, and, and cross-country yeah, ski. I'm sure that's um, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what they do most of the time. Um, you know what I mean. They're there in Norway. <laughs> and she was saying that they do not begin formal education. They do not start teaching their kids to read either at 8 or 10. It was late. It was either 8 or 10. 
um, could have been nine, <laughs> but it was eight or ten. And she said Sweden or Norway, whichever one of those, has the highest reading comprehension in the world. And I think, isn't that something? You know, because we've kind of been fed the line that it's the opposite. We need to get our kids. I mean, even this in this article, they make it sound like it's normal. Seven-year-old Jacob memorizing Latin vocabulary. I mean, I, I don't know who Jacob is, but really, our kids at seven, you know, yeah, they can be starting to do some of those early things. But if you've got a four or five or even six-year-old, you know, if they're not showing any interest in that, just let them play. Now, like I know Ben, you know, Renly, uh, his daughter is two and what, two and a few months? Two and six um, months almost. Uh, two and months. a half. Yeah. I mean, that little girl is one smart cookie. I mean, she has an incredible vocabulary. She can use, she sentences. I mean, she says, it's just really amazing. She said today, uh, she and Rissa were over, they picked up something, and Renly goes, oh, I'm having friends come over today. I mean, she's two and a half years old. And I'm like, of course you are. Um, you know, there are kids who are good at one, and Renly can count to 10, um, and she can do her ABDs and all the other ones in there. Um, so if you have a kid who shows interest, go ahead. But if they show zero interest and could care less, you know, or if they just show a tiny bit of interest, you know, when we did this first, we just had them color. We had a page, you know, if they wanted to play school as their brothers and sisters were doing it, we let them play school. And again, mom, some of you will say, yeah, but that just gives us organization and we have, a, you know, I sometimes think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I sometimes think we tell ourselves these little stories to make ourselves feel better about something we know we probably shouldn't be doing, you know? And so, you know, just set that age because you got a lot of homeschool years in there. Just decide that we're not going to start until whatever age you think. You know, if seven is a good age to start or six and a half or whatever or eight, you know, go ahead and start at eight and don't feel guilty. Um, so, again, you can look up Ruth Beechick as she she talks about, you know, better uh, late than early. Um, and you can check out this HSLDA article because it's got some other statistics was, in there. I go just ahead, watched go. recently. We were just watching Inside Out and it kind of made me think about this because, you know, she's this like little girl and obviously she goes to school and stuff. But I feel like the part you remember the core memories, how like how all her right, major right, right. aspects of her personality, all of them were created, you know, family, fun, goofiness, you know, and obviously it's, you know, it's a movie. But I feel like it's a really good visualization of like how major things like that you know, really impacts kids. And I just feel like that's so valuable. And obviously, I, and I feel like with Renly, it's just like, as it feels natural, do what feels natural, but you don't have to feel like you just have to nail it on everything right away, you know, but, um, and we have a quite a few good, quite a couple questions here. I feel like we should just take the time to answer. Okay, go ahead. It's getting a little later here, but um, one of them said, uh, Heather said, how can I motivate my newly turned 11 year old? We have been homeschooling since she was in second grade. Her idea of school is doing nothing. That was her same view of public school. We did D school when we pulled them to homeschool. So I'm thinking, you know, I don't, if that makes sense. Um, you know, again, I, I'm not, my dad used to say, you know, I don't care if my kids, you know, when I ask them to take in the trash, I don't care if they have a good attitude about it. I just want them to bring in the trash, um, you know, and school's the same way. They don't always have to love it. And I don't even know about motivating but I would not let them do nothing. I mean, you are the parent. You have to decide, you know, whether in public school or private school or homeschooled, you know, you say, hey, this has to be done today. And then it has to be done today. They may not be excited about it. 
They may not seem like they love it. They may drag their feet, but it needs to be done. So uh, there might be some reper repercussions if they don't. You know, maybe they won't be able to do certain things. Um, I, what I find parents will say, all my kids wants to do is play video games, you know, or watch TV. Well, then turn off the TV and turn off the video games. Just, you know, you have to do what's best for them. Um, but I wouldn't expect, like, you know, that first letter, I wouldn't expect them always to be real right. excited about it. I also feel like from a motivation standpoint, you could, you know, maybe just if you have been doing it a certain way for a long time, then maybe just change it up. You know, I mean, that's obviously hard for you maybe to put it on your shoulders. But I feel like I can remember times when mom would be like, OK, we're going to try something new. And that always got everyone more interested, more engaged and just try to change something up. And then as soon as you see like a spark of interest in something, just like go after it, you know, like just just focus on that. Get her motivated in one area, and then that could probably help out in a lot of other areas too. That's but, a great answer. That's uh, a great answer. That's one thing. And then, you know, and and somebody had even said, you know, uh, maybe it was Diane Craft or somebody that we spend so much time on doing the things that they don't like to do or they're not good at, and we, you know, because if they're not good at math, we make them do a lot, a lot, a lot of math, and then we we neglect the areas that they are good at, the areas that they're probably bent in and that are going to go do. Um, and we don't give them very much time. So I would agree with Ben. You know, right. if they have some area that she really likes or he really likes, then let them go that direction. Yeah. Maybe it like doesn't do it look sports, just like school, but you do know? it. It's like yeah. Olympians don't have to get good at every single thing to the best they get adequate. You know, like a right. sprinter can do other things as well. And they're good athletes across the board, but they're really good at one thing. Obviously, it's not a perfect correlation. Right, right, but, right, right. but anyways, a second Heather said, what do you say to the well-meaning family or the nosy stranger who grill you about your child getting behind or not being on track, quotes, uh, with other kids their age? Um you know, I'd say mind your own business. Yeah. I don't know. Well, one, uh, who cares what some stranger thinks? You know, it's not yeah, really. But, but, but a, I get it. I, I get it. As I get a it. parent, you do care. Um, oh, yeah, and again, sure. if I were talking to husbands, I'd say husbands, you need to say something to that person, you know, to to an in-law that you might have to say, hey, you know, when you say that, that really discourages my wife. Um, you know, I've had to say that once, you know, and it never happened again. Um, and it's not very fun. And, you know, sometimes they don't mean anything by it. And I'll tell you what, don't let it influence you, though. You keep doing what you believe to be true. And your kids, you know, they're going to show them that what you have chosen is better. You know, but when people don't understand, all they do is measure it by... And they're not uh, even measuring it because, I mean, they're not they don't ask any kid in public school to do that. They just assume, oh, yeah, you're just you know, right, doing right. your school, That's probably true. super That's out true. of it. So it's not really a fair thing because obviously you're the only one ever required to prove it for some reason. And I mean, we've had times where I don't even remember we were somewhere like at a museum or something and they'd ask one of the kids like something super basic, you know, not even like historical, just like something really, you know, and, and we one of the kids would know or something. And it's like. You know, you might feel, but it didn't really matter in the real in the grand no. scheme of things. But and I mean, you're not the bar is not high. They just assume that the bar is high for schools for some reason. But I don't know. And never, ever let it be you who's questioning. Right. Because I have a letter that I keep in my notes from a, a mom who said uh, her sister in law, who was a homeschooler, took her homeschool kids like the sister's kids and quizzed them and then later told the mom that how she was behind in their math. And I'm thinking that is a good way to, to hurt relationships really, really bad. 
never let it be done from us, you know, because we can allow parents to be behind. It's not behind, you know, it's just a different, it's every kid's different. And, you know, in a regular school setting, it's, you know, they, they go by one standard. And for the kids who are average, it works out real good. If you're ahead of that, below that, you know, it doesn't work out it's, so good. But, yeah, it's all arbitrary anyway, right? I mean, they're just right. the goal is by the age of roughly 18, you know, you have a decent enough base that you'll be able to operate in life fine, you know, and a lot of that stuff's extra. The reason they break it down is because it's too hard to look at 18 or, you know, 12 years of school or whatever. So they just assign these, okay, we'll clump it and then we'll just set these are the grades. So it doesn't really matter other than, you know, if your kid can't add them, subtract by the 18 then that might be an issue. But as long as you're getting it all in there and, you know, or most of the stuff that's important, you know, by the end, doesn't really matter if they get it at seven versus 10. It's just the end goal that you're going for. But obviously it is hard to go for. And I would guess that a kid who's behind in one area is really phenomenal in another area. I mean, like if you look at Ben's handwriting, it still looks like a fifth grader wrote it. You know, (laughs) Uh, my brother Kent, he writes exactly the same way. His wife writes the same way, you know, and yet I've seen little girls who write with perfect little beautiful handwriting. You know, it's not even a measure of anything. But Ben is so amazing in so many areas, Um, you know. But, you know, if you measure just those certain areas, then we all come up falling a little short. So I wouldn't sweat it. Okay. I think that, I mean, we have some comments. I'll maybe read those afterwards, but. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, everybody, I'm going to say goodbye. Um, I'm going to let Ben kind of close this with the commercial. Um, thanks for listening. And again, you know, if you're putting your kids in too early and it's causing you to not smile and your kids to not smile, stop. You know, you can even start, you can start with a seven-year-old and go, you know, we're still starting too early. So we're going to start a little bit later than that. Um, or we're going to wait another year or we're going to wait another week or we're going to wait to whatever. Um, and uh, hope, make sure you s- still enjoy some of the summer because we're just we're only two thirds of the way in. Uh, do something fun uh, tomorrow um, and try not to think about school and don't forget to smile. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. This episode was a lot of fun, and we had some great questions from you all. If you have a question or comment you would like us to address in the future, you can message us on Facebook, or you can email us at todd at thesmilinghomeschooler.com. We would encourage you to go check out our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks, over at their website, teachingtextbooks.com. They have affordable pricing. You can check out their free trial over on their website. Have a wonderful week, and as always, keep smiling. Just fine.